Okay, let's uh, let's get going. Here we are. We're starting our very first podcast. My name's Michael, and it is so nice to meet you. Before we actually get into this, I just want to let you know that you can always find me on Twitter at MichaelBakke91. That's Bakke, B-A-K-K-E. Um, or you can send me an email, officialmichaelbakke at gmail.com. Uh, again, B-A-K-K-E. Um, so our very first podcast, we're going to start with wrestling. Something that um, was huge for me when I was growing up, and I, I just I could not get enough of it. watched it as much as I could. I remember sitting in my room. I wasn't allowed to stay up that long, so I would put a towel at the bottom of the door so you couldn't see the flash of the TV, and I would watch Monday Night Raw in silence. I, I never watched it with any any sound at all, and I just had to go with the, the silence of the picture, and it was just, I was so into wrestling that it didn't matter that I couldn't, I couldn't hear what was going on. I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. I just, I had to watch it. It had to happen. So, we're going to start with a wrestling questionnaire, and I will try and post this on Tumblr. I haven't actually made my Tumblr yet at the time of this, so hopefully it's michaelbake.tumblr.com. Otherwise, good luck finding it. Uh, <laughs> um, so here we go. It's 10 questions, and I'm going to try and post the actual questions. Uh, and if the video part of this podcast works, you'll see this on YouTube as well. I'm not technologically sophisticated is a nice way of putting it. Um, so, yeah, it, some of this could be a little bit funny. Let's go with uh, number one, favorite wrestler of all time. I I don't have a simple answer. I'm not just going to drop, you know, everybody has their specifics that they go for. I mean, Stone Cold is a given for most people. He is just absolutely incredible. And we, I just, I, it's Stone Cold. You can't not love him. You can't not love that gra- glass breaking you, it's just your heart starts pumping and you start going. Um, but I'm going to say two names. One, I would say my absolute favorite is Lita. Uh, Amy Dumas is, I believe, her completely her real name, not her character name. Um, I don't know why that that character spoke to me so much. I can't really... I, I mean, you're, you're a gay kid, so it... You, you kind of look for the outcasts, and I think the Hardy Boys started that, but it was Lita that was the one that I, I kind of fell in love with at that point, that I, I needed to see more of. That chick with the tattoo, that is the badass chick. And I also remember when she first started, she was more around the men in her, I guess that would be more of her popularity days where she was with Matt and Jeff the whole time. But I also like that. I like this chick that just jumps in there with the guys, you know what, I'm going to give you a hurricane runner right off the top rope. Um, one of my favorite moments, I cannot remember the match and I have not been able to find it on YouTube. So if anybody finds it, please tweet to me, uh, at MichaelBakke91, B-A-K-K-E. Um, when her and Lita being Lita, uh, and Jeff Hardy did the whisper in the wind, but instead of the typical whisper in the wind, she jumped off Jeff and nailed a Hurricane Rana. And I want to say it was test or it was during that, the feud with the radicals. And I can't remember which one it was, but God, that was just one of my favorites, but my absolute favorite time for Lita was during the Edge and Matt Hardy situation when Lita was heel. Because in my eyes, Charlotte is an incredible heel champion. She just has that heel essence to her that I love. And I've always kind of been on more of the heel side because the baby face is just, as an adult, you just can't, it's hard to get behind that. Oh, Cena's down. No, he's not. He's going to get up. No, he's not going to tap out. He's not going to say I quit. And so on and so forth. But her, as this heel diva, 
I hate that fucking word, by the way. While we're on the subject, just call them superstars. I don't even know why it has to be women's division. There can be a women's champion, but why can't they just be superstars? Why Why do they have to be divas? Anyway, I'm, I'm getting off topic here. Lita, as a heel, was despised. Everyone hated her. And that was really when she got it a little bit more heavy with the DDTs. She kind of didn't do as much high-flying. The moonsault, the moonsaults weren't as frequent. It, I just, she pulled off that heel character so well in my eyes. And I just love it. And I'm actually in the next one that you see, because I'm going to do another wrestling podcast in the same day. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that whole heel aspect. But so Lita, absolutely. Now, if I have to pick a male superstar, you're going to say, no, you got to pick one and one or no, I need to know you're, I got to go with Triple H. Again, I like the heel aspect of it. I I love the cerebral assassin. You know, that that mind game. He had a character, and he didn't really need to flaunt his character. Whereas WWE right now does it needs some character development. For instance, why why is Dean Ambrose considered insane? Because as of right now, he really hasn't done anything that anybody else hasn't done. Why does he keep getting up? Why does he like punishment? You know, is he, oh, I'm the youngest of five brothers. I used to get my ass kicked all the time. You think that's something? You know, that that kind of little stuff like that. That's what I'm I'm missing in today's WWE. Triple H, though, exuded character. And I think I that would, did not make sense. But you know what I'm trying to say. He just, he oozed this piece of shit. I'm going to take you down. I just, I, Triple H, and I think that's why to this day I'm still a big supporter of him. Like him being champion right now, I'm good with that. I like that. Um, and I mean, he, the thing about Triple H right now is he can't resist it. And he's also over like Triple H will always be over because it's Triple H, you know, the game, the King of Kings, Cerebral Assassin, even the authority. He's, he will always be over. And I think he likes that. <laughs> and you kind of catch that like when he's doing the segment with Dean Ambrose and he, the crowd is still over for him and he's going and he still goes with it. And I kind of like that going with the crowd. The only thing is it doesn't translate as well to the people watching it at home. So, yeah, the favorite wrestlers, Lita, Triple H, and the obvious Stone Cold. Uh, favorite match of all time? Um, I cannot remember if it was TLC 1 or TLC 2. I can't off the top of my head. The one with Lita, Rhino, and Spike Dudley. I... I love that match. And I think that was also the one with the spear off the ladder while Jeff Hardy was hanging on to the title belt. But that might have been the opposite. It might be mixing the two matches into one. But that was also when I was first really into wrestling. It it was just a wow match. It just, holy fuck, I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now. So that that is, has to be probably top match completely. I'm also a big fan of the two matches that Sasha Banks and Bailey have put on. Um, the TakeOver Brooklyn and the TakeOver Respect. Uh, I have to give a little bit of the edge to TakeOver Brooklyn. More so, I'm not an Iron Man match fan. So when you put him in there for 30 minutes, like I, I think it was an incredible match. I think, you know, Sasha Banks messing with that kid, it right there, she was over. And it's a problem because what she's doing is heal. She that That's the bad girl. That is... She just made that little girl cry, stole her headband, now she's taunting her. That, just fucking phenomenal. So, Sasha Banks is top up there for me. I'm, I'm not a huge Bailey fan, but, I mean, Bailey to me is uh, a woman who 
we haven't really seen for a while, and they tried it, you know, they tried it with, uh, what the hell was that chick's name? Um, Kelly Kelly, where she was the baby-faced diva. No, like, Bailey is the baby-faced diva because she has personality. She has in-ring personality, she's got flavor to her, she's fun, you know, she's a little goofy, but I like it. That, it's good, you know, that's what you want to see from somebody who's a baby-faced like that. So... That's probably my favorite current, I'd say. And, of course, Lita versus Trish, main event on Raw, Women's Championship in Charlotte. Lita takes home her second Women's Championship. I was watching that night. I remember it. I very vividly, I remember losing my fucking mind when Lita won. I just, and there's this actually, if you, so if you go on, WWE has this on their YouTube account. I'm assuming YouTube.com slash WWE. And it's the full match. They have all of it. And that's the one with that suicide dive outside the ring, where Lita basically just scorpions herself and breaks herself in half, which made me cringe for probably four, four or five days. Um, when she does that moonsault, there's this lady that's sitting right ringside there, and her expression just makes it for me. I don't know if she'd never been to wrestling before. Maybe she hasn't, it's just she was wowed, but it just had this, she had this look of pure terror and shock and awe, and did that chick with a tattoo just backflip onto that blonde one? It, it's just, the look on her face is fucking awesome. So if you get a chance, check that out, and it's right near the end of the match, but I suggest you watch that whole match, because that was, for me, the first time women really, uh, sort of had stepped up, but unfortunately, that was kind of where WWE phased out afterwards, that it, it just started going downhill. Um... Favorite finishing move. This is tougher, because, I mean, my gut instinct tells me Sweet Chin Music. Because, fuck, I mean, who doesn't love a good Sweet Chin Music? That's Sweet Chin Music to Shelton Benjamin off the, uh, when he did the little springboard jump and, uh, caught the fucking foot. Oh, just phenomenal. And Rey Mysterio did it, too, but I actually like the way Rey Mysterio sold it, but you knew it was coming coming on that one. Uh, you know, the stunner, again, another finishing move that, of course, you like the stunner. It's the fucking stunner pedigree i love the pedigree but pedigree and this is sort of the topic of finishing moves is it's only as good as it's being sold so there are people who do the pedigree and you know they i don't know if they kind of got scared and they tucked or did what but it it just doesn't sell as well then you have people who take that pedigree and it's just absolutely actually looks devastating it it looks like it actually could hurt a little bit but my favorite i gotta go back to lita my girl her DDT, uh, I, I guess you would call it an impaler DDT, where she kind of whips her leg back and throws their head in. And I think the best person who ever took that uh, was Mickey James. She took a couple of those where when her head actually, like when it, I don't, I don't even know. Again, I don't know about wrestling. I don't, I don't really know how the ring in ring stuff works. When it, it appeared that her head hit the mat and her body kind of went limp and just stood up there for a second, and then fell, it's just, again, it's only as good as it's being sold, but I like that, and I like it, it's a heel DDT, you drop that bitch right into the mat, it's just, I like it, it's phenomenal, um, trying to think if there's any quick ones, like now, current finishers that I really like, well, there's one, and I don't know whose it is, so if somebody would like to let me know who it is, um, playing 2k16, and, uh, my career mode, my finisher right now is that, uh, the reverse Frankensteiner, where it's sort of a DDT, you pull them backwards and sort of snap their neck into the, that, whoever's move that is, if somebody wants to let me know, I do quite like that, I like that a lot in that game, 
And also that one has the discus big boot, but my complaint about that is you can only do it as a corner finisher, which is fucking irritating. Um, next question. Favorite entrance theme. Again, this is all this is all favorites. A lot of it is going to go back to Lita, because I can say hands down, her entrance music, that da-da-da-da, and her face is flashing in the sky, and the fuck you rules, man, whatever it is, the angst, I just fucking love it. But... I have to say, I don't like it as much with her Hardy Boys dance. That, you know, the the little kind of, ro- I don't even know what it is, the seizure that they have when they come out. Um, I like that music more as heel music. It just walking slowly to that music as it's sort of screaming at you. I just, you know, I like that a little bit better. Um, if I'm going to go current, I do really like Seth Rollins music. It's, I like that a lot. Um, let's see, who else is uh, there that I really like right now? I mean, Finn Balor's demon entrance, but more, that is more for the crowd reaction, that I like Seth, or, uh, Seth, Seth Balor, Finn Balor's, uh, entrance as the demon, that one at TakeOver Revolution, where, as soon as he stood up and did his little, uh, Balor stance, I'm gonna call it, and you hear the crowd, holy shit, holy shit, that, it's just fucking awesome, just to hear a crowd like that react, and I think that is why, and I'm sure they would never do it because it's less money, but I would love to see WWE, maybe even just with SmackDown, go smaller, into a smaller arena. Not too small, like the the TakeOver Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I don't know which arena that was, you can let me know, but I fucking, that, that, that night just was awesome for me. And uh, that was Finn Balor versus uh, Kevin Owens in the ladder match. And when Finn Balor finishes entrance and Kevin Owens just sitting in the chair, just, are you fucking done? Just, it was great. That was, NXT right now is, uh, much better for me, but I also think that's because of the time constraint. Raw is just way too fucking long at three hours. So now we're out of the favorites. Now, now we're going into what you would want, what your dreams are as wrestling, and I'm gonna take a quick sip of coffee. Not sponsored. I just love my Tim Hortons. Hopefully I win. I actually have won quite a few Roll of the Rims. So, your career in WWE. That's what we're talking about next. So, my character. Now, I'm going to get a little bit more into this uh, a little later, because it would be a gay character, because I am, and that's, you know, that's the truth. And I also have very low expectations that I could ever be in a WWE ring. I mean, I'm, you know, 5'11", buck sixty, and awkward and gay. And that just doesn't really translate to a stage, to a character, and it's just so... So if I'm going to be a character in WWE, I'm a heel. I'm a heel, and I, I, I'm I, going to probably turn up the, the gay a little bit just to make people uncomfortable, and that's my character. Just this, you know, uh, if I was going to give you an example of kind of who I would kind of slip into... Huh, boing... Uh, it would be somewhere along the lines of the the current way that Finn Balor is, but obviously less gay. No, <laughs> um, just more of the strutting and that kind of thing. I don't. I'm not a fan of his move set. I do like Balor. I like him a lot. Um, I just I wish certain things about him were different because I feel like once he's up there, it's not going to be a long run because. It's already starting to feel like, oh, yeah, Balor, whatever. Um, so, yeah, heel, gay, tough. Let me give you an example of the kind of thing I would like. So, if you have a championship, I would I would have that championship up here, backwards. 
and you have the robe, like uh, the like his King of King entrance sort of thing. But you can snap it into the buttons on the the belt, and just have it sort of draping. And then you have the belt on the back of your head, sort of like a this thing. You can't see what I'm doing on the podcast, but the video one, they'll they'll know what I'm talking about. So your finishing move. I love a tornado DDT. I, you know what? I'm a DDT fan. That it's my move. I love it. It's you know, uh, I think they they're underrated because you if sold correctly and at the right moment they can actually look devastating. They can actually look painful. So I'm going tornado DDT somewhere around like a, a an Irish whip reversal tornado DDT. But I I gotta add that little sort of kick out. So as you're spinning around, you kick both legs out and then. Impaler DDT. So that's what I'm going to go with. And I mean, of course, you want to have a moonsault and shit in there, but I don't think I'd ever have the guts to do a backflip off the top turnbuckle. So there's that. Dream match. I got to go Triple H. Because I mean, who would not want to face the cerebral assassin at WrestleMania? And especially if you can have a character that's psychological and evil and, and uh, aggressive and also smart and reserved. And I think that is exactly what Triple H needs to go up against. Um, and it's why I'm not really stoked on this whole Triple H and uh, whatever. What's that guy's name? Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, I just, there's, it's just, it's one character. So I'm rooting for Triple H in that match. And I don't think that's really what you want. But maybe that's kind of where they're going with their main events now a little bit more. Of They want people divided. They want that because of the whole Cena era. Um, but yeah, I gotta go Triple H. Um, I'd also like to work with Stephanie, you know, and, you know, I know we talked about entrance themes before, but I gotta say, I'm not a fan of Stephanie McMahon's current entrance. I don't, it's, it just doesn't do it for me. It's, it's, doesn't start off with a bang, you know what I mean? I liked her old one, that I'm all grown up. I, I think I might actually know that by heart, because it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I didn't mention it earlier. I like that entrance with her, and it also fits, you know, when she came back as a, the SmackDown GM, it it was a big deal, it was, because we all knew Vince's, one of Vince's kids was going to get one of them, but it was Bischoff on Raw, and that was a big moment, and then it's Stephanie, and up until then, Stephanie had been the billion dollar princess, spoiled little bitch, you know, she's daddy's little girl, she bought ECW, uh-oh, I failed, and now I'm all grown up. I learned my lessons, I, I'm going to go forward, I'm going to be a tough bitch who can run wrestling, and that was good at the time, and now she's into the authority, but I think right now, she can still cut a goddamn good promo, that acceptance was good, uh, her reaction when Shane came was good, I'd like to change some of her outfits, but you know, we'll just, we'll leave that, uh, <laughs> but no, Triple H, WrestleMania, not even for a title, I, if I was going to go absolute dream match, Triple H, Main event, not a title in sight. Just strictly for the bragging rights, for the glory, for I just took down Triple H. That that is in my head the the dream match, the match that I would love to do. Uh, number nine is your dream tag team partner. So that's a little tough. I I would love. I mean, just growing up and when I did and watching it, I would love to be with the Hardys. That that would just be fucking phenomenal. Even just one match, you know. It, they're, they were my guys with Lita, and it's just, I mean, I, I'm still going to mark out if the Hardys return, ever. Um, but, that said, if one returns without the other, it's just not the same for me, especially Matt. Because I, I was always a Jeff fan, that he was my crazy, you know, 
oh, fucking Hardy, what he's, what's he going to do now? Um, but no, seeing them together, and I do think, seeing as she works for the company now, I think that they'll try and squeeze Lita in there somehow. But uh, no, my dream tag team partner, definitely the Hardys. But if I had to pick one, I would pick Lita. I would, as my tag team partner, because she is someone who I think the fans would believe could wrestle men because simply she's done it before many times you know uh the last one was a little different with that edge and christian battle of the sexes thing um you know she's fought cena with one hand tied behind his back but back in the day with the radicals and dean malenko she actually was a little bit more adversarial she would actually fight the guys and not seem kind of scared and that's kind of where they go with these matches now and i know they're very uh they seem very off on having women with men i'm not sure why because I think it would actually be a, a great thing to see a male-female tag champ sort of situation going on. But I know I'd love to tag with her. And Charlotte's another one. That would be good. Um, Finn Balor. Just for the Balor Club. And I don't know Bullet Club. I, I don't watch New Japan at all. Um, but I've heard many things and, you know, listen to many podcasts. And from what I hear, I like I like the idea that they basically just steal the show. And that it kind of reminds me of, do you remember when fuck what were they called nexus when they very first came out that that night where they destroyed the ring they destroyed cena they destroyed the announcers everybody they could they took down that night that was awesome and i'd like to see balor club is that what they're no the what was the original bullet club bullet club was the original in new japan and wwe i don't they're getting a little bit more aggressive but if i'm being honest i don't think it'll last i think that's just a push to wrestlemania of the attitude eras who stopped watching oh we're getting aggressive again you know oh there's some blood oh but that that's not what the attitude era was from anybody who actually watched it it wasn't about the aggressive that was just how the wrestling was was just oh yeah no those guys are gonna beat the shit out of each other um it was uh, the backstage cuts and uh what do they call the vignettes and uh like you know remember may young what did she deliver was it a dead a dead bird or something like that or a hand i don't even remember what it was but it was just the the ludicrous shit that was happening during the attitude era that's what made it the attitude era that and of course they weren't afraid to say things you know i remember watching uh i think it was a pay-per-view where jacqueline got her top ripped off and there were boobs boobies just the boobies everywhere that that was the attitude era they just weren't afraid to do silly little things like that um but I don't, I don't think this will last, and I don't think, I think it will probably get a little bit progressive as we get close to WrestleMania. The, the Raw right before WrestleMania, I think, will have something that happens that, oh my god, we're back in the Attitude Era, and I have to watch WrestleMania, and then it will end after WrestleMania. I don't, I just don't see it. I think this will be a yearly thing where they step it up a little bit and keep trying to trick you. Maybe they'll start earlier next time, before the Rumble, maybe, and have sort of a, a, a ruthless aggression Royal Rumble. Um... So, the last question, and this is to end your career, your your hypothetical WWE superstar career. Do you want to go out loved, or do you want to go out hated? And that's actually a tough question. I want you to think about that. So, do you want to go out, let's say, as Edge, who went out loved? And I do remember that. And Edge was hated before he came back, and that's, you know, because he was the rated R superstar, and he was with Lita, and they were just shitty, and they had interference, and... They would cheat to win, and then he went out left because he came back, and he was solo, and he was great, and I mean, it was Edge. He was fucking phenomenal. Um, do you want to go out loved, or do you want to go out hated? Do you want them to boo you out of the building? It's your last time ever. You, you're never going to get cheered. 
sure, yeah, maybe years down the line if you, you get a Hall of Fame knock, or if you come back, because, you know, never say never, but you're injured now. You cannot compete anymore. Is the pull to go out being liked too much, or do you stick with it? You know, let's say you've been a heel, always. Don't, do you want them to boo you singing, you know, na 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 out to you, all the way out the building? And it's a hard question, but because if I was to pick my WWE path, and I just not even saying I could ever do it, I, I don't have any skills in that set, I want heel. That That's me. I, I don't want them liking me. I want them booing me. I want these people to hate me. And I feel like if you're going to go out, you got to go out with authenticity. So I would want to be booed out of that building. I want them so happy that I'm gone. And you know what? Yeah, maybe they'll they'll like you later when you're a, a, a legend. This is a lot of speculation that you're a legend now. But it would be kind of cool to get a Hall of Fame knock, and they still hate you. They can just can never forgive you. They can't like you. I like that idea of the true heel. You know, Cena, they always say, is the true babyface. And he gets booed, but that's for different reasons. That's not because his character that's not this it's just because people don't like Cena I'm and I'm kind of in that thing I I would never boo Cena I'm just not a huge fan I I remember Cena when he was you know the doctor of thugonomics and that was fun that that's the thing about Cena is that he used to be real fun now he's just Cena there there's no you know he he can put hustle loyalty and respect like it means something It, it it him not tapping out doesn't actually mean something and I guess it does character-wise, because, you know, no, his character would never tap out, never. That, that's kind of a little bit too much for me. I, I don't I don't really want to go that far into it. But if we're going Cena as the baby face, it's, they're going to always cheer you. You know, you come back, Edge is a good example of that, actually. I don't know why I went with Cena, is that Edge comes back, he gets cheered. You know, Shane McMahon's baby face. I don't, I don't really remember a time when Shane was actually a real heel i'm sure it happened oh yeah corporate and all that kind of stuff yeah with rock and everything and austin uh but i gotta go out getting booed i gotta go out being hated and not being liked and that's actually gonna end the first podcast here the wrestling questionnaire so to give you a little bit of information of how i'm gonna try and get this to work is uh my goal is to Sunday, I hope, I do work shift work, so it may be different days, to just kind of unload and upload, let's say, three podcasts in a week, so that you have three that you can binge watch that week. So you're going to get big groupings of podcasts and vidcasts all at once, and then nothing for, say, another week, or maybe a week and a little bit until I can be off and actually sit here and do this. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go over movies, television, I... I We'll probably do some pop culture stuff. That, that to me, is harder because, you know, it seems desperate. It really does when you're just, well, this is my opinion on what's happening right now, and I just, I need to tell you what's going on in my head, and you should listen to me. I'm That's just not me. I don't give a fuck what your opinion is, and I don't give a fuck if you like my opinion. So it seems a stalemate to upload that and say, oh, this is what I think, and because I would never listen to your side of it. So, you know, that's that. Um, there will be quite a bit of wrestling on here, because I, I just started watching it more and more, and it was more because of NXT. I kept hearing, oh, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it, and I did, and I'm, I'm not disappointed, um, but I'm just new to NXT. I just downloaded a, uh, I mean, uh, I just uh, did not download 
uh, Lucha Underground, the newest one, to see, because uh, I've never watched it, so I'm going to watch that, and I might get my reaction up this week, but it might be next week after uh, Raw. Um, so yeah, there's lots of content coming if you want to contact me. That is Twitter, at Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Bakke, B-A-K-K-E, 91. You can email me, officialmichaelbakke, same spelling, at gmail.com, and hopefully on Tumblr, michaelbakke.tumblr.com. I should have done that before I sat down to record this podcast. Um, but I hope you enjoy your day, if this is the only one you'll listen to. Have a great week, and enjoy Monday Night Raw tomorrow. I hope it's a good one. I, I really do. I'm, I'm hoping McFoley comes. I, I am a McFoley fan, so... Let's get him back there, and I don't know why Shane was not on last Monday Night's Raw. I know they're trying to build it and build and build. It's just so stupid. You you have to have, every week, you need to have the best thing ever, and you need to start hyping much better, and I don't know when they lost their ability to hype. Actually, I guess they haven't. I guess that's all they do now is they hype, but they just don't have to hype what they used to have. So I'm going to sign off now, and I hope you enjoy your day. Love you lots. Bye.